Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back yet again to the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tarrant. What's up? So, yo, go birds. Yeah. <laughs> go birds. All right, well, that was a crazy win. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I think my favorite thing from the night wasn't just the win, but it was just all the memes of Sean McVay looking like crazy. <laughs> and it's just like when you actually see Nick Foles' uh, dong. Pretty funny. Yeah. It's a lot of those this morning. Accurate. Um, I, I, Fletcher Cox, speaking of dongs, mm. oh my god. Yeah, ginormous. Dude, we were just talking about this earlier, but he outplayed Aaron Donald. How? Are you amazed, or are you just in awe? Or? I was, dude, he's so underrated, it's unbelievable. Like, he's so overlooked, and he's, he's a beast. I feel like the NFL was just like, yeah, let's screw the Eagles over with this late Rams game in L.A. again. And we were just like, yep. eh, you know what? Let's start Nick Foles and win again. <laughs> yep. You think uh, Nick Foles is bringing back the magic? I don't know, man. We'll have to see if he can keep it up. But well, he, he is officially starting next week. He is. I, I'm. It's tight. It's a tight race. Yep. Obviously, preferably win, win out, but we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Flyers. They finally gave Hackstall the axe. Dave Isaac reported, though, that they hired Joel Queneville prematurely. I'm very upset about it. It may have ruined our chances. I'm not happy. But I am so happy that they finally got rid of that emotionless shrub. That's all he is. Well, what good did he bring to the city? Yeah, I mean, it had to happen. Um, but, you know, this, this year, I, I don't. we're not going to do much this year. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have to see who we, uh, we actually bring in. Like, we don't even know if it's going to be Quenneville, because... I mean, it, it, we'll see. We'll, we'll get more into the coaching issue. And they did bring up Carter Hart. Yeah. So, we have a lot to get into with that. That can be a very deep conversation. Mm. The Sixers, we're seeing what they're playing like without Jimmy Butler. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. You know, honestly, that you know those, those couple games are actually... I think a blessing, you know, because you know I think the Sixers now realize that they're they're still thin, you know they they need more depth they need more pieces, uh, and I think they need to you know make some more moves uh, before the deadline if they want to make a run. Yeah, I, I think that they're seeing the holes that they have and Definitely. what they need to actually put together before they can be a contender. Absolutely, um, we could talk further about it later, but it's very evident that they need help. Absolutely. And Even with you know Butler, Simmons, and Embiid out there, you know after that we're who else we're is thin. There? We're thin. We're very very thin after that. So uh, we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely opened our eyes a little bit. And the last thing we're going to cover is the Phillies. I mean, not too many waves made other than the <laughs> McCutcheon signing, which is eh. Yeah. If I, I don't know what else to say other than eh. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I was a little surprised by the move. I wasn't expecting that at all, but I, I don't know. I mean, we needed an outfielder, so. Is that all? Well, we need more. His, his average but... is very similar to Carlos Santana's. It's a bit higher, but, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get into it. All right, well, when we walk it off, we'll walk it off, but, you know, I don't think I got anything left to say. What'd you say, Chippy? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. 
right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Good birds. Good birds. 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 We beat the Rams. They won! All right, so uh, Avante Maddox, he was on one, man. He was unbelievable, dude. He played out of his mind. I, <laughs> I don't know what it is with the Eagles and masks, but it works. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Just... Let keep riding the mask Last train. Last year is the, do- the dog <laughs> thing. Now apparently it's the ski mask. Which hey hey, let's steal this championship. I don't care. Let's yeah, just sure. go in there and I'm down. I like it. I am hype. Yeah. I mean, other than that, the <laughs> thing I saw from this game, other than Avante Maddox and Fletcher Cox, just dominating, was yeah. you know, hear me out here. I love Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. But tell me he only didn't target Zacherts all year. No, he definitely did. Uh, I, you know, I think that plays partially into the injury, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he really did. Um, he just, I don't know, you know, maybe it was the play calling, maybe it wasn't, uh, you know, maybe just, it wasn't the fact that he was taking enough shots down the field. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, definitely saw something different uh, in Nick Foles, obviously, so. That was one of the largest deep throws I've seen this season from the Eagles, and that's yeah. that's off compared to last year. Uh, I mean, yeah. both Aguilar and Jeffrey were open, yeah. wide open. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. open that uh, that Aguilar was just like, "All right, I'll just back you up." Right. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy play, man. Uh, I mean, th- th- that was played, an amazing throw. Alshon played unbelievable. Um, but yeah, just it was a it was a different you know feel last night. So. But yeah, we got got the dub. Very surprising, very exciting, because we're still in the hunt, man. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I mean, we have to. In reality, we should win out. That that's the best way to do it. But if we don't win out, is there still a chance? There is. It's it's very slight. If we, I mean, you know, our mentality, Eagles mentality, obviously is is win out. I think they can win, uh, but again, you can't. The Texans are, are are really good. Their defense is really good. Obviously, led by JJ Watt and and Jadavion Clowney, and then the you know they have explosive offense with Deshaun Watson and then DeAndre Hopkins, who's been unbelievable. So, I mean, it's gonna again, it's gonna be it's another tough task. We are at home, which is a lot better for us, and and we're excited. You know that's that's gonna be tough for the Texans to come in here after coming off a win like that for the Eagles. So look, if we could beat the Rams, and don't get me wrong, the Rams are a little banged up with Cooper Cup out, mm. but Cooper they have still had Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods who yeah. are amazing. Yeah, so I mean, they, I mean, and they have Todd Gurley. You know, Todd Gurley's arguably the best running back in the league. Um, we kind of stifled and, him, and he did have a night. He had two touchdowns, but. He, you know, he didn't he have that had many... two touchdowns, but they weren't like they were those explosive right. thirty-yard runs. Exactly, and like it's not like he's not the. I would arguably say he's one of the best, the best running back in the yeah, game. Absolutely, but if we can only limit him to that, mm-hmm. that's showing that even with all these injuries, our defense is still well capable. Well, I mean, it all start, I get, we mentioned it earlier. It all starts with Fletcher Cox. He's it, a he's beast. Just, he's he's a, he's. It's hard to explain what he does for this team. It really is because he just he's. His presence on the field is is just it's I don't know he, he's he's unbelievable he, he's he's overlooked to Aaron Donald who mm-hmm. he outperformed by the way and he was just he he was a, he was a monster <laughs> and there was I saw this video on Twitter I was he he completely ran over the center for the for the Rams and just he's his presence 
and his ability to get to the backfield and make plays is it's unbelievable and he's he's done it all year long so obviously it started with him but I mean listen our secondary played well like you said Avante Maddox played unbelievable um Rasul Douglas played really well he had a bunch of tackles um and Corey Graham had a nice game he had that that one interception where Goff like he dropped it and then kind of chucked it a little bit and Corey Graham caught it uh which was kind of a weird play but yeah I mean just the defense in all uh they came to play and they, they played really well I was so impressed. I will say this, though. You know, the, the fourth quarter was kind of iffy a little bit. You know, because they let, they let them come back a little bit and, you know, came down to that last play. But um, other than that, um, and, and on that last play, they, they, they stepped up and made the play and, and got the win. Look, I want to be 100% honest, too. The, the last couple plays where the Rams were scoring, mm-hmm. our offense stagnated. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, it was. It, it, it can't just drives. be. It can't just be a strictly defensive game. Yeah, the, the defense is going to be exhausted if they're out there 24 seven. And what we had two straight four and outs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The fourth quarter, we kind of the offense kind of like you said stagnated a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, that can't happen, especially down during the stretch of a game when when you have the lead and you got to keep a lead. Uh, you got your offense got to stay on the on the field a little bit longer. So, um, they do prove that a little bit. Um, but I mean, like we said, Nick Foles played really well. Uh, the one interception was, you know, if he kind of missed the pass a little bit, but you know, I'm not going to, I mean, that, that was honestly good coverage by Akeem Tlaib too. I probably shouldn't have been thrown, but what are you going to do? Um, he just waited there for it. He had the option to kind of slant in and he waited and um, the Foles didn't read it right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. It was a good play by him. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're a really good team. Their defense is really solid. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to the run game for the Eagles this week because they were they were good, and you know this is this is you know this is kind of a theme now. You know whenever whenever we we are effective in the run game, we tend to do well. Even it doesn't matter who's at the quarterback position. Um, but all, all all of our touchdowns were on the ground, which was good. Uh, I think two from Smallwood and one from uh, Josh Adams. So I mean our run game was effective, and uh, you know we were able to. Just pound the ball and and score and I don't know we just it was it was what well, not expected but exciting yeah and there's really nothing else to say other than that it was just it was a fun game to watch it was a nail biter to the end that last drive was the most nerve wracking irritating thing yeah. to ever watch yeah um but you know Gurley screwed up he didn't come out of bounds yeah he did yeah and uh, going back to the 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 offense a little bit. I mean, Jake Elliott's got to hit that last field goal, right? I mean, got it. Got it. Well, last, go back to last week. Yeah. We got to talk Cowboys still. Yeah. We missed that game. I don't really want to talk about that game, to be well, honest. We have to. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, if, even if the refs didn't blow, we still probably would have lost. And, you know, the reason I say that is because if Jake Elliott didn't miss that extra point, we would have won. won. Yeah. So, the one thing I'm going to say, though, those two calls by the refs, mm-hmm. the first, the opening call, yep. where there were clearly three eagles surrounding the ball, but there's no clear, three eagles, mm. but no clear recovery. <laughs> Can I say that again, or do I do I even have to? How is there no possession when three members of the same team are surrounding the football? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was. 
it was just unbelievable. I, I don't even know how to say. I, you can't even explain it. I mean, nothing to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> just it was. And what, what about the second call, Chippy? And the second call was the Dallas Goddard one, where supposedly it was offensive pass interference. Now, here's the thing: you can make contact within five yards. He did that. After the after the five yards, he didn't touch the defender. Ref, the ref waits till he catches the ball, breaks one tackle. Doesn't it, the flag's not out yet? By the way, he breaks another tackle, gets hit in the head. Also, his helmet almost comes off. By the way, then the ref throws a flag as he's breaking the second tackle. <laughs> like what kind of what kind of call is that? You never ever see something like that in the game, and of course, the one play that goes for a touchdown is that that's when it's called. It's it was it was absurd. It was yeah. absurd, <laughs> and you, you know, like we always hear it about how the refs are always trying to get the Cowboys to win, and yeah. like that might just be our Eagles fan bias, but we would have lost anyway, and I'm admitting that. But that was some horrendous. That was some horrendous game call. Here's the thing, I wouldn't say necessarily what we wouldn't have lost. We didn't deserve to win. Okay, we got outplayed. We, we did definitely hundred. Dak Prescott threw over four hundred yards. Dak Prescott played really well. I hate to say it. But he played terribly against the Colts. And he looked like a child. We'll get to that. Hold on. Ezekiel Elliott kept... He, obviously, he was great against he, us. He was Zeke. And Amari Cooper was unbelievable. But, you know, if, if a few calls go our way, it, it determines the game. It honestly does. So, I, I wouldn't necessarily say we would have lost anyway, but we didn't deserve to win. That's my thing. But going to the Colts game. <laughs> what in the world? Nothing. Also... In that game, the refs missed a few calls for the Colts. Yeah, there was clearly. I just I'm thinking of one on the top of my head that on uh, for T. Y. Hilton, clearly defensive pass interference on the Cowboys, no call. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, it's too obvious. Make a call, <laughs> <laughs> like, like if it were like if it were ticky tack. Maybe you right. just drop it, but, but it was it's it was blatant. It was blatant. It was so clear. Like you can't not suspect that the Cowboys are doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like uh. especially as an Eagles fan. And I, again, I know we're you know biased Eagles fan, but it, I mean it happened two weeks in a row. Like you can't, you can't got stuff like that suspicious. can't just happen for no reason. Right. You know, it, it's too obvious. Something's up, uh, and it's not something's up, but like to a certain degree, it's too obvious. Yes, and, I'm and not going to over s- that point. It's so bad. How are the refs that bad? They're calling crap. They're call. They're not calling the blatant stuff, and they're calling the stuff where it's like, oh, I touched your yeah, arm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let the boys play a little bit. Right. On top of it, and second, if it's there, it's there. What the if hell? If it's blatant, then you have to call it. I mean, and it was, especially. I mean. You know, this is the first season where the NFL's actually fired a referee for terrible calls. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy should have fired for that Eagles game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Anyway, know. we won this week. <laughs> hey, we beat the Rams at least. So wait, we beat the Rams, but the Cowboys beat the Saints. What's the more valuable win there? Well, uh, the Cowboys were at home. We were on the road, and there was like. 
half the stadium was still filled with Eagles fans. Well, we travel well. <laughs> we do. We, <laughs> we travel, travel well. Unbelievably well. The Cowboys fans are bandwagoners, let's be honest. Uh, not, not our kind of bandwagoners, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, both wins were, were good. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys' defense played really well. They didn't score that many points, but... If a Dallas fan ever got on our bandwagon, they kicked them off. Oh, yeah, then no. Like, while it's moving at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> On the highway, on uh, 95. I'd be going 70 probably, but yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean, you're still off if you're on 995. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, both wins were, were really good for their respective teams, but um, I don't know. The more impressive win, I guess I would say the Cowboys, but for more clutch, I would go to the Eagles because, I mean, obviously we had to win that game to stay alive, and we did. And uh, especially with the roster that we have right now, I mean, it's just surprising to say the least. I'm just shocked that our defense was able to play so impeccably against an excellent team. It's not right. like Jared Goff's bad, but... Second ranked to, overall offense in the NFL. You have to look at Jared Goff's numbers over the past, what, two, three games. He's thrown seven interceptions. It's something like that. I mean, he hasn't played well, um, obviously, against the Bears. The Bears' defense... Is incredible. Side note, Bears are legit, I think. The Bears are legit. I mean, that Khalil Mack trade... It was huge for them. That... that, that, that I'm not going to say completed their defense, but definitely put it up there. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, they're they're legit. I mean, I like I like Trubisky a lot. Um, I like their offense, but the, I mean that that's that team is is their defense. That's where it starts. But they could be a they could be a contender in the NFC. But back to that anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Goff. I mean, listen, he play, obviously we play, he played the Bears, who are really good, and then. You know now now some people are saying are the are the Rams pretenders at this point. Look, if you choke at the end of the season, yeah, man, you choke at the end of the season. Yeah, that's what happened. We watched a lot of Andy Reid teams do that in the past, haven't oh, we? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Last year. Last year. Last year, they started out five and zero, and then they. Oh yeah, and Jeez. then they. Yeah, I was more specifically going back well, to the Eagles, our yeah. Andy Reid years. <laughs> well, that too, but we also saw more time mismanagement with Andy oh. Reid. Uh, he's so good at that. Yeah, he's great. He loves doing that. You know, going back to time management with the Eagles-Rams, how do you feel about McVay using his timeout before the two-minute warning? Yeah, that was a questionable call, especially for... I'm not going to question it well, because no, it I helped mean, us obviously out. Obviously, you're, but... you're, you're for it. Um, but, you know, I think Sean McVay obviously made a mistake there. Um, but, I mean, listen, you know, in, in that in that moment, you, you don't think about that. And and if you're Todd Gurley, you got to get out of bounds with the, in that last second. I was shocked he didn't run out of bounds. Uh, yeah. I was... Again, and again, Maddox Ooh. made a great, great play because he was going out of bounds and he stopped him. He came right behind him and pushed him right back in. Right, so. That's what needed to happen. Yeah. And what, they uh, spiked the ball with six spiked seconds the ball, left? It was like four seconds. Four seconds. Got one playoff, didn't, didn't happen, and we won. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're Todd Gurley, your mentality is get out of bounds as, as quick as you can. So it was a mistake by him, but it was a, it helped us a lot. We've also seen this in the past with Nick Foles. We see our offense go off on fire and then stagnate. Yeah. Do you think that's an issue that can be fixed, or do you think going off early and just being having our defense be able to maintain it is just the way to go? Well, that's not the way you draw it up, obviously. Um, I think do you it, think our defense is capable? It is. It is capable. Even with all the injuries? Yes, because, yes. I mean, we saw how we did last night against the, a, a great offense. You know, we Number did, two offense. We did give up a few touchdowns in, in the later half of the game. Um and that, that has to be resolved. You know, our offense has to play 60 minutes. Or, not 60 minutes, but the whole game, I mean. Like, but each end is 60 minutes. Or, no, it's not. 15. No, it's the game 60 minutes. I'm an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the, the offense has to play the whole game. They have to play 
at at that high level the whole game if you if you want to win. Um, so no, that that yes, it can be fixed. Um, but that's not the way you got to look at it if you're the Eagles. You got to you know give it 100 percent and play high at a high level the whole game and um, tr- try to bail out your defense because you know honestly our defense is as why we're still here honestly. Yeah. Look. It's going to be a tough rest of the road. Yeah. Uh, we have a long journey. Got a few scenarios we need to go right for us, but if we win these two games, um, we'll be in a better spot. We'll be able to take advantage of the Vikings tie. Yeah, we could. If we go 9-7, and seven, we could take advantage of that. Yes, we could. I mean, and listen, so they're 7-6-1 they're and one at this point. If they lose out, well, if they lose one game and we win out, we, we're in. So, or no, wait. They're 7 6 and 1. They have to lose two. And we have to win. No, yeah, okay. No, they have to lose one. Sorry, these scenarios are getting me all. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different scenarios. There is. Let's for the just Panthers, wait. For the, for the Zeogs, all, all these teams. Are. Let's wait and see because we can't do anything <laughs> else but speculate, and there that's is. annoying. Yeah, it is. But I think it's time to break the huddle. You ready, Chippy? Actually, no. Oh. Oh. I just want to mention one more thing. Okay. For all these people who are saying, like, like st- keep starting Foles over Wentz, even when F- Wentz is healthy, or like trade Wentz for and keep Foles. We we talked about this a f- like a few weeks ago or, or earlier in the year. What what is wrong with you? There there's a few people, and there uh, there's it's not just a little bit. It's a it's a hefty amount of people. Chippy, you know, we talked about this earlier in the year. Hear me out. And this is what they're thinking. Okay. The only way that I would be open to this is for a Khalil Mack trade. (laughs) That's the only possible way. And the reason I say that is because, look, with a Khalil Mack-like trade, if we're able... Wentz is 26 years old with two major injuries. And a back injury isn't just an injury. That's a condition for the rest of your career. I hate to bring up the Cowboys, but that's exactly what happened to Tony Romo. If we're able to get, like, a lot, and I mean a ton in return, I'm not saying ride with Foles forever. I'm saying that gives us the possibility of getting an excellent quarterback early and still having a couple good years left in Foles. That's if he's willing to stay. And that's a conversation they should be willing to have because it is a business. I'm not for it, but the only way that I would be able to, like, reconcile myself to accept it would be that. And it, right. like that, but that took a lot for me to say because I love Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I just have to be honest. Like, am I supposed to say no to an amazing trade just because I love a player? I've had players like every jersey I bought, pretty much the player leaves eventually, except for Brian Westbrook. He's the boy <laughs> till the very end. Till the very end. Well, listen, you know, I, I, I just don't see a trade like that. The Eagles are not trading Wentz. That's that's the bottom line. I don't see it happening. They're not they're not trading Wentz. But if if that is what if that's what's on the table, you have to at least consider it. You'd be dumb not to. You, yeah, but again, it's not Wentz is not getting traded. It, it's he's it's just not happening. Even you know the everyone at the Eagles I right think now. That's what the people that are saying trade Wentz are saying, because if he's okay. that injury prone, I, first off, if he was injured, why was he playing? Well. It, all right, it's like, it's, here's what I heard about the injury. 
it it happens over time. So like you can't really find it or like I don't know what the word is, but you you can't like it's not you can't expect it. It's something that happens over time and when it does happen then that's when you tackle it. Yeah. Yeah, tackle it at that point. So that's at least that's what I heard. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I'm just saying I you got to keep all options on the table. Here's here's my thing. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Chip. You, you yeah, got to let me. I feel you. I feel you. And listen, I, if I, get I have what you're to be saying. the dick that does it. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but again, I don't there's no there's no way of trades happening. Um and you know, the the bigger question is what's going to happen with Nick Foles at the end of the year? Cuz he's going to be he's going to be a free agent. So, at this point with Wentz's recurring injuries, is if he's willing to sign for cheap, yeah. Why don't you? Eagles have to think about it, man. They did it. They definitely do. Because look, if you can at least keep Foles for one more year, mm-hmm. keep him in the league. I don't think he would hate that because he's with Philadelphia still. Right. And I think he likes it here. Yeah. Now, second, if Foles and Wentz are grooming Sudfeld mm-hmm. to at least be a solid backup quarterback, that's good. You know, yeah. you have two. You have a Super Bowl MVP and a player that, if he played the whole year last year, would he, have been the MVP. And if he's healthy, <laughs> would have been the MVP. Is an MVP caliber player. Now, we saw Carson hit... It was just a way of... Didn't you notice when he was throwing the ball, he just didn't look like himself? Absolutely. There were uh, passes to Aguilar that... I hate when they do the the behind-the-line-of-scrimmage passes, but... Oh, I hate it. He was throwing it at his foot. Yeah, and there there was a few... Excuse me, there was a few deep balls where he he either overthrew it or underthrew it. And he was pinpoint last year. Right, and he he was. And there was definitely something off, and, you know, obviously we found out... Now, I want Carson Wentz to be starting next year. Game one. But for the love of God, please, if he's hurt, yeah. bench him. him. It's yeah. not worth it. And I'm not saying bench him forever. I'm just saying, like, weigh your pros and cons. Right. Lose your franchise quarterback, who's already, like, mid-age for a quarterback. Or start Nick Foles, who's a Super Bowl MVP. And that's just for the rest of this season. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. This year, Wentz, Wentz has Ride to be Ride it done. out with Foles Wentz for the rest of this done. year. Especially if you're winning. And... You know, obviously, Foles has only played one game so far this year. Well, he played earlier in the year, obviously, but yeah. Um, but he won. He won against the Rams. We'll have to see how he does against the Texans because he is starting against the Texans. So, if he if he does beat the Texans, then at that point you ride with him for the rest, rest of the year. year. Rest of the year. Wentz is not a hundred percent, and I don't think he will be for a, a, at least a month, maybe two. So I think he just needs a full full off season healthy, where he can work and and work out and and train more and just do everything he would normally do in a healthy off season and get back to the way he was playing last year. That's yeah. what that's what Wentz needs, I think. Um, so I think that's it. Obviously, going back to the whole trade thing, it's not going to happen. But I guess I see where people are coming from. It's just ridiculous in my mind because. You know, Wentz, I know. Wentz, Wentz was drafted here as the guy, and he was playing unbelievably last year. And to even think that, you know, Fultz would be the starter over him when he is healthy, it's just, it's kind of... No, I I don't think that. I'm just saying... I see where people... You, you did, are... Did I, did I at least give you the clarity of where... Yes, yes. They, now, don't get me wrong. There are those nutcases that just think straight up that Fultz should be starting. Those right. people could probably go... They should probably jump in front of a bus, but... <laughs> yeah. that That's where I see them coming from. Yeah. Okay. But time time to break the huddle. It's finally time to break the huddle. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and shift the lines 
Okay. The Flyers fired Hextall! <laughs> they finally did it! They did. I don't even care yeah. who the coach is right now. I kind of do. I wish it was Quenneville. Well, they stink. They're terrible. <laughs> I read a report earlier. Like There was two reports that I read. Mm. One, Hextall went into a meeting with Fletcher, and he kind of wanted the boat of confidence that he was going to. I, I don't know who to cite, but I'm citing you now if this is you. <laughs> um, that he just wanted the boat of confidence that like he's still safe, and Fletcher couldn't give that to him. Yeah. And then the second report was that he lost the players in the locker room. Right. Um, both are bad. Oh, yeah, that's not good. It's well, not a good situation. One, if he lost the players in the locker room, that would make more sense because, honestly, they've just been playing like crap. Awful. There's a play where... Uh, <sighs> against Vancouver, someone who hadn't scored a goal at all scored between four flyers. It was just like... Yeah, they, they look lifeless out there, to be honest. It's... It's atrocious. It is. And, you know, I, I'm used to the Flyers being mediocre, and I hate to say that. Yeah. But this is a whole new level of mediocre. This yeah, is, this is bottom awful. Of, this is bottom of the barrel. Now, I mean, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Now, we have three goalies on IR. Yep. Michael Neuverth, Brian Elliott, and Anthony Stolarz. Mm-hmm. So, in return, the Flyers have called up Carter Hart. Now, we have Alex Lyons and Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. Scott Gordon is taking over as the interim coach. I see that happening for the rest of the year. Um, he was with the Phantoms. Do you think that Scott Gordon coming up from Lehigh Valley will give the young guys that are on the team the motivation to actually do well since they were performing well in Lehigh Valley? Well, maybe. I mean, listen, they they, they needed a change, and it happened. So, you know, we'll have to see how Gordon does, um, but... You know, if they play well and they play to their capabilities, then, you know, they could be a decent team. Um, and we, we don't know what Carter Hart's going to be. You know, we don't we don't know how he's going to be in the NHL. Um, so, you know, it kind of stinks, you know, the circumstances the Flyers are in right now and Carter Hart to be called up this way. You know, we, we weren't really expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's up. Um, he's going to play probably. So I'm just curious to see how he does and... Um, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, you know, you never know. You, you know, they could continue to play poorly, or or they could turn it around and and you know make a run. I don't, I don't. You never know. They're not going to make a run. Well, I want it's them gonna to. Be tough. I, it, it is going to be tough with I, a head, with a new head coach. Yeah, I just feel like it's different than getting someone in the front office that's like a brand new face. I don't know if they have the same. I'm not expecting the Flyers to. They have to get used to the different style of play that Scott Gordon's going to bring. Right. Haxtell was a he was a good college coach with a good college system. Mm. That's it. Right. You know, one thing I want to see more of is like emotion from the coach. It's emotion, I'm, emotion, emotion in general. I was sick and tired of seeing that stupid, like tight faced blank, blank expression. Face, yeah. From Dave Haxtell behind the bench, <laughs> and I am so glad that I never have to see that again. <laughs> I, look, I was willing to like let that experiment go through because what what other choice do we have at that point in time? Right, right exactly. But it it failed, it failed miserably, and I mean I I don't know if that might have had something to do with Hextall getting fired. I have no idea. Um, I still don't like Paul Holmgren, but if he had something to do with Hextall getting fired, thank you, <laughs> thank you for once, thank you. 
Um, we're going to have to see where the season goes. I really didn't want Carter Hart to get thrown into this fire, though. Yeah, it's it's, that's, yeah. it's a lot. It is it's a lot. a lot for a young guy to handle. And I mean, it, he's probably used to playing under the lights in Lehigh Valley, but it's not like the NH- NHL lights. It's, 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 it's a whole other ballgame. You're playing against the pros. I mean, look, it, it's been a weird year so far. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it has. <laughs> oh, it really has. I, we're going to have to see how it plays out. Now, one thing, too, that has really pissed me off, even with, you know, the one thing I will give Haxtell credit for was he wasn't able to pick his own coaching staff. The Flyers kept the same crappy assistant coaches they have, yeah. and they still did it again. I know. And uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. I, I don't really get it. Well, why would you keep the same player, the same players, the same coaches that were crap? Right. If you're losing, you're losing. That led that led you to the worst, the worst record in the Eastern Conference at this point. Uh, I don't get it. Well, that's what happened last time. But uh, Hackstall was actually forced to accept them as his assistants. Right. Exactly. He was forced to learn their their way rather their, than their style of of coaching and all that. So I, all we can do is, is wait now. All we can do is watch and. Pray. <laughs> I mean, the only thing, too, like, they fired Gordon Murphy. Mm. He was brought on before Hackstall was, but yeah. I think he was the only assistant that I actually liked. Mm. He was good. But they kept the rest. Right. How Ian LaPerriere still has a job, Lord knows! Mm. Lord knows. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the mediocrity. I'm tired of going out there. I'm tired of sitting at my TV and watching. I'm tired of going to the games and watching them lose. And Like I said it last time when I went on my rant, it's boring. It is. I have never seen a more boring team in my life. There is uh, Dave Haxtell didn't want any physicality in the game. Well, that's not Philadelphia. What, what, what do you want me to tell you? That's not hockey. Uh, our Philadelphia's mascot... Is a fictional boxer that's an underdog that beats people up. Named, I mean, come on. Named Gritty. No, Rocky. But well, what do you mean? Well, Phil- Philadelphia. Okay, like Philadelphia. Philadelphia is in general. Yes, you're right. Okay, sorry. Gritty Talk had a, the Flyers. Gritty's yeah, Thanksgiving right. photo was him with a Michael Myers knife and a butcher's knife, <laughs> getting ready to carve not a chicken but a bird because he was inferring that it was a penguin, and he had two straws in the gravy. Two straws. Who does that? I don't know, man, but like, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, I got two straws, but yeah. He's great. I love Gritty. That's the, the, only, only, that's the good, only good thing. That's the only good thing about the Flyers this year. <laughs> uh, I'm so angry. Yeah. Well, again, we just have to wait, I'm it, hearing, wait it out some more. And like, again, I'm hearing a lot of trade rumors, mm. so that could be a big, big part of it. I have... I have no idea. I'm not really excited about that. Nope. But we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to play it out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tough one for the Flyers. This it year. could be a long year. <laughs> it's already been one, man. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's not even it's not even close to being over yet. <laughs> no, we got months and months of this left. Yes, we do. All right. Well, let's shift the lines back and crash sports. Yeah, let's do it. The Sixers are playing like crap without Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Do I have to be the one to say it? No, I mean, yeah, you did. And they are. Uh, we mentioned it We mentioned it in the intro, but, um, you know, we, we lost against Brooklyn, I think. And mm-hmm. it was, I think it was Brooklyn. And we lost against Indiana. Now, mm-hmm. 
you know, I- Indiana. Oladipo kind of took a dump on us. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I thought he's young at a game. Mm-hmm. He did. Indiana, okay, fine. The, you know, they're they're a good team. They're a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. But what, like, what's our what's our problem with Brooklyn? Like, why can't we beat them? Like, I know we beat them with Jimmy Butler, but that was on a game-winning shot. Maybe they just have our hand, man. I hate to say it. <laughs> I mean, I think we're 1-2 we're and two against them this year, which is not expected. Horrible. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, we, we've mentioned it in the intro again. Um, we, we, are, we are thin after the top three guys. Well, we see the holes that we have on the offense and defensive sides now, and we need to actually fix them. Yes, we need to address We need to patch the holes by the end, by the trade deadline, really. Yep. Now, who are there any targets that you see that we can go out and get that would be affordable for the Sixers? Well, one guy off the top of my head is, is uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope from the Lakers. I like that. He's not getting many minutes. Last year he started all games he played in, mm-hmm. and this year he isn't playing much. Now he his three point percentage is down a little bit. That's just because he's been playing a lot. You know he's he's a pretty good defender and he can shoot the ball, which is exactly what we need coming can, off the bench. We can never yeah. get enough of enough shooters, and never never get enough of of defense. So that's something you can look at. Um, you know, there's a few veteran guys on short term deals that you can look at. Um, you know. The same thing we did last year with Marco Bellinelli and Nersani Eliasova. You know, there's a few guys out there. Um, obviously, Trevor Reza just got traded to uh, Washington, so he's off the board. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I can't really think of anything on the top of my head, but there are, there are a few guys who, you know, probably will be moved at the deadline, and it's up to the Sixers to, to go out and get them. I, I like that move. I would like Contavious Caldwell Paul, the Pope. I, I thought they should have signed him in the offseason, to be honest, but Lakers jumped on it. Yeah. It was, um... But, yeah. Who else is out there, though? Anyone? Just, uh, like I said, a few a few veteran guys who, who could make an impact. Especially, I mean, you know, and, and they could help teams who are who are in the hunt looking looking to make a deep run. So, um, we'll have to see. But uh, the Sixers definitely need to do something. Um, and they need to do something for a few guys, I think. So... Is there any hope for Markel Fultz? Okay. Is there, man? Listen, if he can come back, play, then he can play. That's all I'm saying. I haven't heard anything in the past two weeks about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said they said it could take up to six weeks, so. <laughs> we have to keep waiting. Fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> Nothing like being short and then having someone go out again. And again. Yeah, well, we could use them right now. We could. We could. But, um, that's, uh... Do you see Corkmaz on the move during the trade deadline? He could. He could be on the move. It depends on, on the player. But, um, I mean, he, listen, he's played he's played pretty solid as well. So. Yeah, and he's that's He's given a us good... good minutes. He's given us good, surprisingly good defense, too. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, the guys we do have are fine, but we just need... More depth and, and more help. Yep. Um, Muscala's played really well, especially defensively. Yep. Uh, especially around the three point line as well. Um, Wilson Chandler needs to play a little bit better. I agree. In that, uh, I think it was the Indiana game. He didn't score a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the Cleveland game, he he played pretty well. So just needs he needs to be more a little bit more consistent. Um, What's up with Amir Johnson hucking up threes? That's got to stop. I don't know, but I don't think he played that much in the in the Cleveland game. He didn't, but which is odd. 
I guess they're going with Muscala. Um, but I, I just don't get the hucking up threes. Yeah, I don't know. He's a center. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing? But I mean, he's made a few, but I don't know. He needs to. He needs to he's trying that. to be Joel. He's, yeah, he's trying to need to relax that. But yeah, I mean Ben Simmons. That's that's yeah Ben Simmons. Listen, I've been saying this all year. Ben Simmons, he can literally do this every time he goes on the court. He can literally drive to the basket and and get and get a layup every every single time. Mm-hmm. He can, because he's fast and he's big. And if if he's coming full speed at you, it's either you get out of the way or get, or you're fouling him. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know you can't do that every time, but it just every time he does it, he makes it look so easy. I, and when he's aggressive, the team is so so much better, and you can see it because it opens up everything. What makes him kind of take the not soft approach, but what makes him take a step back and reevaluate that drive? You know, because when he drives, not only can he score, someone right. can foul him. Right. He brings the defense in exactly. and That's opens up the shot exactly. in the corner or up at the top of the arc. Right. Why is he not? Is it is it just because he's young? It, I mean, he's got plenty of time to develop. Let's yes. put it that way. What is he? Twenty two. Come on. Yeah. No. It's just I think it's mentally. You know, he he. You you know he needs to realize that you know he can do that, almost every time he goes down the court, and he needs me. He needs to be aggressive every single game. Because I don't think you just I don't think he realizes yet that when he does that, this team is is it's it's phenomenal. It's it's just it's a completely different team when he does that. So um, I just think he doesn't really realize that yet. Um, but like when when he does do it, it's it's it makes a whole lot of difference. And again, it opens things up for for Butler to to do his thing and and you know Embiid to. Do his thing and, and have our shooters, you know, around the perimeter and, and knocking down shots. So, you know, just him being aggressive changes the whole dynamic of this team. It's it's fun. Yeah, and when he is when he is playing like that, this is a fun team to watch, man. I like it, but I'm nervous too. Just be more I, consistent. That's, that's how a, long. How much longer is Butler out for? He played. He played. In the, he played in the Cleveland game last night. Good. And we won. We won handily. I didn't watch. I was. Uh... <laughs> I was kind of sleeping off a hangover. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, we we but, won in, we won in Cleveland, so as we should have. <laughs> yeah, well, they shouldn't have beat us in Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't, it's not even. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we he's back and hopefully he's healthy for the rest of the year. So hopefully that's the end of that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for the Sixers now: being more consistent, being aggressive, and then then you know again that changes the whole dynamic dynamic of this the way this team plays. Well, I think we've crashed enough boards. There's not really much to go off of. We've talked about the same stuff. Also, Joel Embiid's the GOAT. Uh, yeah, he's he's banging. He should be MVP. I agree. Anyway. He's the man. <laughs> he, he's the mayor of Philadelphia. Yep. But let's uh, let's put the balls back on the rack. Mm. And let's walk it off. You know, I, I kind of like talking about the Phillies again. It's, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, well. I've kind of gotten all that anger and frustration off. We kind of took a month off from talking about them. Yeah, that was good. That was well needed. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible end of the year. But yeah, let's not reflect. No. Let's we'll look forward. So the Phillies are meeting with Manny Machado this week. On Thursday, yes. I mean, I've heard a, just rumor mill, a lot of teams aren't willing to give him $300 million. Do yeah. you think that one comment that he had where he's not Johnny Hustle really has a lot to do with it? Probably. 
I mean, that's that's actually not a good thing to say. If well, listen, you, if, you, if a if team you, wants you, they want you to go all out. Right. If you if you're a team like the Yankees, that could affect you because especially with the talent you have already, and you know. I mean, do you think Gabe Kapler would appreciate someone not hustling? What happened to Adubel Herrera when no, he didn't? No, he wouldn't. But, you know, what when you when you do meet with him, you got to tell him, listen, you, you can't say stuff like that. And you got to obviously give it your all. If I were, like, I don't, I would never be a GM, but I wish I were. Ugh. But if I were a GM and someone said that, mm. I, that's a, one of the, f- not first things, but that's definitely one of the things I want to ask you about. Be like, so what was this? Right, exactly. What was this for? Ask him about it, and you know if he says, you know, it was just a joke or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it could be, but you know. It, but it, if I'm going to pay you three, if right. I would say, if I want to pay you three hundred million dollars, right. and you say something like this, how are you going to prove to me why you're worth that much? You got to set it straight to 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 him, and tell him if we're going to give you this money, you, you have to contribute and and and. Try and go get win us a championship. If if I want to if I want to pay you three hundred million dollars, you better be hustling down to first base. Right, exactly. That that's that's, like, that's a the tone you got to set with him as soon as he walks in the room. There's a difference between like a sure out at first base, like right. if you bounce it in front of the catcher and like you're very clearly going to be thrown out. Don't hurt yourself. Right. But if it's a close play, any any ground ball any ground ball to the infield could be missed or could be overthrown error, yeah. or an error or so yeah that's that's. And it's a little thing, but it's it's not okay. So let me say it again. It's something that you don't think about, but it is. It, it makes a difference, and it and it could make a difference in the game. So that, like I said, once once he gets in, you know, to wherever they're doing the interview or or wherever they're talking, you got to set that tone to him, and and you got to tell him, listen, this is that's not who we are in here. And if you do that, you you know, you're not going to be welcomed here. Not welcomed here, but you're not going to be. Well, the fans are going to like it. You're not going to be appreciated here, and you know the fans are going to let you know about it. So, you remember know, back when Jimmy Rollins didn't hustle out a pop up that was dropped? Yeah, it did, did the fans like that? And, and yeah, and that's, they let him hear that's it. That's the whole th- yeah, right. Charlie Manuel let him hear it Jimmy, too. Jimmy Rollins is one of the best Phillies of all time, but you know, and, and what stuff like does stuff like that does happen, we'll let you know about it. So that's again, that's we have to let him know, and you have to tell him and. You know, you gotta See, let them know we're trying to win a championship here, and if 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 we do that, you know, you have to give it your all every single game. See, that's <laughs> something too, where you look at the element, the elements that Bryce Harper brings to the game, yes. and you look at the elements that Manny Machado brings to the game. Right. As good as Machado is, I feel like Bryce Harper was more of the hustler. He was absolutely he was because he is cocky. I have to admit that <clears throat> he is kind of a tool, but. Is he good at baseball? Yes. Yeah, he's incredible. And he hustles. And he hustles. Yes. He's a good player. He's probably a good guy, but like I'm just saying, he's cocky. He's cocky as well, hell. I mean, if you're as good as you are, then... Y- you can be. Right. And I'm not saying I'm more willing to give it to Harper, but I feel like the GM wouldn't even have to have that conversation with Harper. Right, exactly. And, see, that's just something... That would make me worry. Because like, evaluating Gabe Kapler from last year, he would not put up with that. Mm-hmm. He would not put up with that. He would be benched in a heartbeat. Yeah, and it's just like even if you're paying him that much money, you got to prove a point. Right, right, exactly. You, you know, yeah, and then I keep, yeah, you gotta, you gotta set that tone once, once he comes in there, and uh, you know, if he doesn't like it, then he, he won't come here. But that's that's the way that it is here, and that's the way it's got to be if you want to win. I don't even think that's just here. I don't think a lot of crowds would like that. Well, no, they wouldn't. But 
you know that the Dodgers you, would because you, you can't have that kind of suck. You can't have that mindset if you want to win a championship. You know that's that's got to be your your goal. Like I know you know three hundred million dollars is is all is all well and good, and it's a lot of money, and you'll be you'll be set for life. But you don't just play baseball to play. You want to win, right? Yeah, that's the whole so point. That's the whole point of the game. If, you, if you're going to be signed for three hundred million dollars, like you're going to bring a championship. Why not go win? Yeah. Why not go win a title with it? And you know, and, and be remembered as a champion, and not just the guy who got paid three million dollars and didn't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think it's. The biggest deal it is it is is it it is something to to look out for, but um, you know obviously if you're the Phillies, you know yeah this is a movie you you really need to make. I want them to sign at least one of them, at least one. If not, this this off season has been they can sign both. Terrible. I think they should sign one. Yes, at least, and they should at least leave some space because if another pitcher <clears throat> comes up in the market, they can make a trade, they can extend yes. that pitcher, yes, etc. And again, again. Just signing, let's say, if we sign Harper, that doesn't solve all our problems. We need. I, there's actually a cluster in the outfield if we sign Harper now because of the Andrew McCutcheon signing. Yeah, and and then you have either the log jam. You have either Quinn or, or Herrera in center, and then you have McCutcheon in left. If we do sign, Harper. I've read that they're going to start McCutcheon in right, and they're going to put Nick Williams in left, or and then it's Roman Quinn or Adubel Herrera in center. If we don't get now, hear me out. If we don't get Harper. Does that make Adubel Herrera expendable? Because the way Roman Quinn was playing, incredible. So let's say we do get Harper, then yes, he is. If if we get Harper, yeah, absolutely, very tradable. Yes, yes, he is. Um, you know the whole the whole the same thing with Machado, the whole hustling thing. You know that kind of put a damper on things, and then and just the way that he played during that stretch of of when we were we were playing well. Well, I I felt like that, everyone, could, that just fall off was was dramatic. And, everyone expects a player with that caliber to be a leader. Yeah. And when you say comments like that, how can you be a leader? You know, I've seen, even growing up playing Little League, you've seen people that were captains that just shouldn't have been, like, they didn't have the talents mm. to be, like, the best player on the team, but they were the ones that actually went out there and gave it all. Right. And that's what a great player should do. On top of being amazing, you should go out there and give it your all. Yeah. I mean, hell, remember the Aaron Rowan play where he <laughs> broke his nose? Oh, my God. He wasn't the best player in the world, but... Yeah. That was an amazing play yeah. that I remember. Like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, a lot of people don't like Aaron Rowan, but you got to say that was a that was a great play. That was a great play. And I'm not saying yeah. I want you to go out there and break your nose, <laughs> but you should be willing to risk it all if the team is going to pay you. Right. The fans want to see you go out there and play for them. They right. want to see you go out there and play with the Philly spirit. They want to like. We are all about that. Yep. Our fans are really into our city. And whether New York or Dallas is or not, screw them. No yeah. one likes us. We don't care. Amen. <laughs> That's really all that I have to say about it. Yeah. But I mean, and listen, you know, we've, we've said this also before, but if you're an athlete looking to come here, that's the, that's the biggest thing you have to realize. And once, you know, once you realize that and, and do it, you're going to love it here. There's two players I admire for it in the Philadelphia sports verse. Alshon Jeffrey came here, yep. knew what he was getting himself into, Absolutely. and proved it. Yes. And he this guy didn't come in, but he was drafted here, and it was Nelson Aguilar. Yep. He took so much heat yeah. for two years and just revamped his game. He kept trying. He never gave up. And that's what the Philly spirit is. you got to get knocked down before you can get back up again. Yep. And that's what you need to do. 
if you struggle, you get up and you keep on fighting. There's yep. no point on dying. Absolutely. That's what I want to see. I, I think Bryce Harper has that element. Yep. I don't know if Machado is, has that mindset. Yeah, He's but, still a very talented player who I would definitely take. That's right. no question. Right. That, that's the biggest thing right now. But I think we have to prepare him. If we're going to sign him, hmm. I think the GM would actually have to prepare him for it. Well, here's the thing. and I, I think if you're in the Phillies situation right now, obviously we need help. In a lot of in not in a lot of places, and 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 if you just get Machado, that's that's fine, but you know that's why I think people a lot of people were saying, I think Harper is a better fit for, for us right now. So, again, we had to see, but um, well, right now we need an infielder. Uh, yeah, I mean, after the sign of McCutcheon, McCutcheon, I guess yes, we do need an infielder. Um, I think we're also forgetting just, the scenario where Nick Williams is tradable. Well, I don't want him to be. Let's but. say let's say we get Machado, Franco's tradable. Franco is, Franco Franco Herrera, Franco Williams, Franco Quinn. I think we'll keep movable. Quinn. I think we'll I think keep, we'll keep Quinn. Quinn. I like Quinn. I like Roman Quinn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. I mean that's that's the thing too. You know, we have some solid. You know, okay pieces that we could possibly move for for players, which is which is a good thing. Because again, we need more help. You got to think too. Yeah, Roman Quinn's only twenty five. Yeah, he's young, and he yeah. I mean, he's ba- battled injuries, and he's came back again. He's but he's battled injuries, came came up and, and played really really well for us uh, during that stretch where really no one else played well. <laughs> so got to be someone to ignite the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Reese moving back to first is going to help him out a That's lot. That's going to be ginormous. That's going to be ginormous. And we talk about this comfort level that Gabe Kapler didn't give his team last year. Yeah. Do you think that he's going to learn his lesson? Because I've already read reports that he called Scott Kingery yeah. and said that he's still going to be a utility guy. That's unfortunate. That really is. You know, it's either it's either you don't play him or or, or get rid of Cesar and play him at second every day. Cause Cesar it, apparently played with a broken foot half the season. Right. Yeah, and listen, that's I respect that. I really do. And, and Cesar is a good player. And he's underrated. He really is. But if you're going to give Kingery that money last year, and have him be a utility guy, what's the point? You know, Kingery is is younger. He has way more potential, and I, I just I, I don't like I don't like the utility thing. I really don't. I it's, I'm not a fan of it. You know, I I do res- I do like Cesar as a player. I do respect him, but I don't think he fits. But you know, again, it's not up to me. And I think the Phillies think of him as the, as their everyday second baseman, which again is unfortunate for Kingery, which. You know, again, I know he didn't play well, but that's that's come going back to the whole comfort thing and right. Um, if he if he played second base consistently, I think he would produce for us, and they just have to realize that. Well, I mean, like here goes one thing that we don't take into account: like Cesar's average did drop a lot. He he had two fifty three last year. Yeah, but in twenty seventeen he had two ninety four. He had sixty one walks in twenty seventeen. He had ninety five walks twenty eighteen. Yeah, I. I that's okay. That's that's that's. But he still had 153 hits on top of that, and he only had 150 in 2017. I mean, wow. don't get me wrong. The um, number of at bats was 511, yeah, but he, he had 605 at bats in 2018. Wow. So, it, it you got to look more at the on base percentage there. Yeah, definitely. Because I guess it just we weren't seeing the pop, right. but he was still he was still there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I don't say we should get rid of Cesar. I don't think Kingery's ready. And I said it last year too. It just looks like Kingery can't even catch up to a fastball that's past ninety four miles an hour. Right. So, and and you're right. He didn't he didn't play well. But 
And, I'm and, not saying he doesn't have potential. No, he he does. He does. And and if you're not going to play him, then just send him to the minors. Like at least let him get experience. Let him play. Yeah. Like there's don't let him ride the bench the whole time. Like and don't let him make him move all over the field. Keep him at second base in the minors and let Cesar play for you know let him for, get for however long. So that that's the biggest thing for me. Either either get rid of Cesar and have Kingery be your everyday second baseman, or let Kingery go to the minors and and have and have Cesar be your be your guy. I agree. Uh, that that's probably the best way to do it. But we just have to see if Kapler learned anything. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I think we uh, hit it out of the park there. Yeah. Now I think this is uh we're coming down to the wire in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So I got double eliminated in the two leagues last week. That's tough. This uh, I was in a two game like a two game playoff because only four teams made it in the ten one ten team team league I'm in. Well, the second week, I just forgot to pull Melvin Gordon, and I still won. Must be nice. Must be nice because it I, is. I'm pretty sure I lost in both my leagues. Oh, should have been in a third league like me. Yeah, it's over. It's <laughs> over, dude. <sighs> yeah, I'm in the PHL Sports Nation League too. Coming, coming for the championship. <laughs> But if you're still in the playoffs in fantasy, who's your sleeper? Who's my sleeper? Who's your sleeper? There, is there really a sleeper there's, this week? There's still some sleepers out there. Look, you said it earlier, and I want to steal it from you because you stole mine last week. All right. That's uh, fair. Damian Williams. Yep. If Spencer Ware is out, just like you said, mm-hmm. he's going to kill it. And, you know, I'm going to say Danny Amendola. Wow. Those are the two people that I got my eye on. Okay. I honestly think that he has a potential to always, like, just randomly go off. <laughs> you know, he did it, what, one or two games this year, but... I think, yeah, he had 17 against Detroit. No, that's really it. <laughs> but they're playing Jacksonville, that's why I say that. <laughs> okay. I respect it. Jacksonville at home, and Jacksonville kind of just lost to, uh... I don't know. Wait, Jacksonville. Jacksonville just lost. Jacksonville the, lost the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins who have like a fifth-string quarterback who hasn't played in seven years. By the way, in going to my sleeper, Josh Johnson for the Redskins. Okay, the quarterback who just beat the, the Jaguars who hasn't played in seven years, and he played Madden to get to know his teammates. That's hilarious. By the way, sleeper of the week. I'm calling it. That's probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. Could you imagine being a quarterback in the NFL, just like? I don't know any of these people. Let me just play as myself in Madden. Let me put myself on this team and play as... Do you think he played as Alex Smith? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, do, do you think he put himself in there and just like, let me see what my weaknesses are. And it's just like, wow, I can't throw 10 yards. <laughs> wow, I'm rated like a 50 right now. <laughs> uh, that should be at least a 60. <laughs> oh, no, but like, all the props to you, but I kind of want you to lose so that the Eagles have... Yeah, how are, you, how are they still in the hunt? Because Jacksonville sucks. Somehow their defense still got me 12 points. Dude, the NFL is so weird this year. I know, it sucks. It's been so weird it's all dumb. year. Yeah. Hey. That's the way of the road, dude. Amen. I mean, I think that's that's about it. Do you think uh, we're at the end of the road for this, Seppi? That wraps it up, dude. All right, well, we thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on phlsportsnation.com under PHL, uh, the PHL bandwagon. Because we are the bandwagon and we are a podcast. Go to the podcast section and give us a listen. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Uh, Google Play. Go ahead. Listen to us. We're not mean. Tell us if we suck, though. We're give, pretty... us some, give us some feedback. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, got Christmas coming up. We're going to record right before Christmas. Um, if 
any of you guys celebrate any other holidays, happy holidays to you and your families. Uh, we wish you all the best. Um, I mean, I haven't written any articles in a while because it's the off season and the Phillies kind of made me so angry for a while. But <laughs> you can find some of my articles under Ryan Michaels under Phillies Nation for PHL Sports Nation. You can follow Chip under Eagles Nation for PHL Sports Nation. And you can follow us on Twitter at PHL The Bandwagon. Uh, we'll be putting out a poll. We will be putting out a poll. All right, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. But yeah, you know, I we should get back to that. <laughs> we should get back to that. It was fun. Um, we've just kind of been distracted with things. Uh, a lot of signings, trades, things like that. So yeah, a lot of moves. But yeah, we'll we'll get the polls back out there. Give us a follow on Twitter. Give us a follow on Facebook. Same thing under PHL the Bandwagon. Um, go on phlsportsnation.com for all up to date Philly sports nation for Philly sports nation. All Philly sports news. Um, you can catch all live scores. Uh, College Nation, if you're a Nova fan, Temple fan, Drexel fan, LaSalle fan, go ahead and get your fill. If you're a soccer fan, you got the union up there. We got the union up there. We got everything. Uh, and if you hate Dave Hackstall, give us a hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the next stop.